are drafting, we are doing another head-to-head categories mock draft. But I did this for Heath. OBP instead of average. Quality starts instead of wins. Heath, you must be excited about that. Well, this is a good test for the For the People draft, which right. we haven't set a date for that, have we? No, we haven't. Go ahead. Why don't you set a date right now? Because Tuesday or Wednesday night, right, is the podcast league. Next should Wednesday. Should we just do Thursday? We should do Thursday. I agree. Let's just do Thursday next week, 8 p.m. Perfect. Yeah. Do not sign up if you can't make it on that date. And Winners uh, will be announced on Monday. Yes, we'll announce all the winners for both podcast leagues on Monday, so get excited for that now. I've made a rules change, too, I didn't tell you about yet. Can I tell you on the air? You want to tell me right now? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, it's for that. the people. It's for the people. Right. So we need to get more people involved. No. But we don't want to make it bigger. We're going to leave it as a 14-team league. But we're going to lessen the number of teams controlled by people on the podcast by having a team creep and a team scam. Love it. Love it. That's good so stuff. So we get 12 listeners in. I'm pretty sure last year was a 16-team league, but we'll discuss that on another okay. podcast. Okay. Um, we got a 12-team head-to-head categories mock draft. OBP instead of batting average. Quality starts instead of wins. I'm going to start the clock on the draft in just a second here. We've got 10 listeners. I got kicked out of the draft by Chris Towers. He was mad about what? Yeah, he was mad about <laughs> my Americans beating his Puerto Rican team. Yep. So he said, "Adam, do not draft. You made too many mistakes last time while you were on the air. It was a good point." So I took myself out. I'm just going to moderate. Chris has the third pick. Heath has the ninth pick. Um now, one thing I did in this draft though is I made it five starting pitchers and two relief pitchers instead of just seven or eight pitcher spots. And the reason I did that is because I just don't want this entire podcast to be about the, uh, you know, rostering nothing but relief pitchers and winning three of five pitching categories. We can talk about that tomorrow in our mailbag show. Uh, I just, I'd rather just see kind of draft value here and, and let's get started and I'll stop talking. Let's get it going here. Ryan, one of our listeners, I'm just going to use first names. Ryan is on the clock with the first pick, 45 seconds on the clock for each pick. Um, and the first thing I want to ask you guys, the top three have been set in stone more or less in our drafts. Trout and then either Betts and then Altuve or Altuve and Betts. Trout goes off the board number one. Should those top three, and Chris, you have the third pick, so I guess this will be important. Should those top three be set in stone with some order of Trout, Betts, Altuve? I think you can make a case for... Arenado, I think you can make a case for Goldschmidt. Have you watched the WBC? Arenado can't hit anymore. <laughs> he looks bad. He looks uh, awful. Let's get him back to Coors Field quickly. But, you know, the the combination of power and speed that you get with Betts and Altuve is really what makes them stand out. I think Paul Goldschmidt's probably not getting his due in regards to that because the reason Betts and Altuve are in that range is because of the power-speed combination, and Goldschmidt's right there with both of them. Um, but I have the third pick. Bets just went. I will be going with Altuve. He's the odds-on favorite to win the batting title and give you, what, 50 combined home runs and stolen bases? And Adam Azer has worked his way back into the draft. Not happy. TJ. Not happy. TJ didn't show up for pick number two. I have a theory that Adam didn't invite anyone named TJ. Yeah, he, no, he didn't invite anyone. <laughs> I he am just, emailing you, TJ me, and then ten Adam Azers. <laughs> I'm emailing TJ right now. TJ, you're probably listening to this podcast. You are late to the draft. I selected Mookie Betts for you. Um, Shame. 
Yeah, the one thing about Altuve I want to bring up though, I, he's been hitting third. And last year when Altuve hit third, he didn't steal as many bases. So are you concerned about that? If he hits third all year and runs less because of it, I, he might be a 110 run, 110 RBI guy. Okay. So no. Also, it was weird. I think his, you know, he probably would have had a better steal numbers. His percentages were down when he batted third, which I think is probably just fluky. I'll look up the uh, the exact numbers. What do we got uh, going on in the draft, guys? Normal, normal, normal. Trout, Betts, Altuve, Arenado, and Goldschmidt. I'm curious how far Kershaw is going to fall. Well, Goldschmidt five is not necessarily normal. Uh, we've been seeing him more like seven or eight. So he goes ahead of Chris Bryant, who, by the way, I think on Fantasy Pros, Chris Bryant is like two or three. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but we'd have no problem with that, right? I mean, Jim Leland, I guess, would have a problem with that. He thinks Goldschmidt sucks, apparently. Well, Jim Leland would have taken Eric Hosmer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eric Hosmer exactly. looks like a baseball player. Ethan, I've been saying it all week. If you, if you put Paul Goldschmidt and Eric Hosmer next to each other. Well, and Puerto Rico wanted no part of Eric Hosmer last night. I mean, they hit him. They hit him. They walked him, what, walked him twice. You're mad at how pretty he is. All right, let's see what we got here. We got Trout, Betts, Altuve, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Kershaw, six, uh, Chris Bryant, seven. Three outfielder league, by the way. Five starting pitchers, two relievers. I, I know I mentioned that. One DH, one catcher. First, second, third, base short. Uh, Chris Bryant goes seventh after Kershaw. Manny Machado goes eighth. Last Yesterday in a draft, I took Machado over – oh, Heath, you're on the clock. I guess you're yeah. going to take Donaldson or Rizzo. Ooh. This is tough for me because I like Rizzo a lot, but uh, I, I don't see any reason – not take Donaldson. Donaldson is down to number 10 in ADP right now at Fantasy Pros. He's down to number 10 at CBS. He's down to number 11 at NFBC. I, I don't understand that. I took Donaldson yesterday, ninth or 10th in our draft. The, the big thing for me here is I take Donaldson at nine. I feel fairly confident that Votto is coming back to me next round. And then I've got elite, I'm elite on the corner infield. If I take Rizzo, there's no third baseman that's coming back to make me feel good about it. But I, I'm just want, like, he's behind Bryce Harper now, and right. I get that Josh Donaldson has the calf injury, which is fine now. He's I mean. back, right? He's yeah, like yeah. that. I don't understand. Like Bryce Harper is riskier than Josh Donaldson. He, he has more upside, but Josh Donaldson has scored 120 plus runs in two straight years. Is 35 plus bases? homers. He stole seven last year. He's stolen at least six and three straight. Well, and like, so yesterday, all right, I'll just recap uh, what's going on here. After Heath took Donaldson, it was Rizzo, then Bryce Harper, and Shane, who has the 12th overall pick. Shane took Charlie Blackman, and he's on the clock with the first pick of round two. Uh, yesterday, I took Machado over Donaldson in a Roto League. And then in the second round, I could have taken Correa. But obviously, like Heath was saying, you're not getting a, an elite third baseman in the second round. You have to wait till the next group of third basemen, which is kind of a while unless you're taking Carpenter and playing him at third. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Like, I could have gone Donaldson, Correa. Instead, I went Machado and Scherzer. Uh, I, I'm not sure I regret it. I had been saying that I was moving Machado ahead of 
uh, Donaldson in my mind just because of the calf injuries because he is the oldest one of those elite hitters because he had calf injuries last year. But uh, it's something to think about. You might be able to get Seager or um, Correa in the second round if you go with Donaldson instead of Manny Machado. All right, Miguel Cabrera is the first pick of round two. And Heath's plan has already been foiled. Yep, Joey, Joey Votto. <laughs> well, why? Okay, so Joey Votto goes 14th overall. Trey Turner, 15th overall. And Heath, you're on the clock. Why not take Edwin Encarnacion? I don't understand why Encarnacion doesn't get the respect of Cabrera and Votto. I think there's a little bit of concern about age. There's a little bit of concern it's about... They're all the same age. They're yeah, he's, he's the same age as Cabrera and I think a year and a half older than Votto. Him not being in the Rogers Center. Okay. Maybe the, sec- the second concern, he won't be in quite as good of offense. I wouldn't expect him to have quite as many RBI opportunities. All right, well, you got I'm going to take Carlos Correa. going to be pretty good. He took Correa. All it right. could be the best offense in the AL. I I know. I just I don't get it. He hit over 40 home runs. I think I think he finished better than uh, I'll tell you right now in this head-to-head categories format. I'll give you the top first baseman from last year and and year after year. Encarnacion is a top five first baseman, which is which is very impressive at that position. You know, I am I am looking back already at my first pick. I made a mistake. Oh, you by taking Altuve? Yep. I should have taken Goldschmidt. Here were the top first baseman last year in this head-to-head categories format. Goldschmidt, who was the number eight overall player, and then Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto, Edwin Encarnacion were 15th, 16th, and 17. They were basically the same. And Daniel Murphy too at 19. And then Will Myers was actually 20. Uh, let's go back to the draft here. After Correa, we've got Bumgarner off the board before Scherzer and Corey Seager. Chris, you'll be up in a few picks. So you took Altuve third overall. What was your mistake? Well, it's an on-base percentage league, and I, I kind of hadn't considered that Goldschmidt is very likely to have a higher on-base percentage than Altuve. Altuve did start walking more. I think he almost doubled his walk rate last season. But he still only had a 396 on base percentage despite winning a batting title. So that's the concern is that if he's more of a 310 batting average guy, which is very much within the realm of possibility, you're probably looking at a 360 batting on base percentage. Okay, interesting. Uh, Max Scherzer goes. And Scherzer, looks like right now Scherzer is slated to pitch the third game of the season for the Nationals. Strasburg is going to pitch their first game. Uh, we have so far in the second round, Cabrera, Vado, Trey Turner. Trey Turner, that would be 15th overall. Then Correa, Bumgarner, Seeger, Scherzer, and Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, that's okay. What about Trey Turner, guys? Is that too early for him? 15th overall. I know that we're like giving him a little bit of a boost because he's going to be shortstop eligible. I I don't expect him to be as good as Carlos Correa or Corey Seager. So I I can't see taking him ahead of those two. Okay. I mean, it's possible that he is, but I don't think it's the most likely outcome. I don't know that he necessarily has more upside than those two if everything goes right for all three players. (laughs) It's it's just – it's about those stolen bases. Like if he can be a 60-steal guy, that that can cover up for a lot of flaws. And I know – the Babip was inflated last season. I think it was 381, but he was a 370 Babip guy in the minors. So he's probably like a 350 or 360 Babip true talent player. Um, but on base percentage league here, does that yeah. downgrade Trey Turner? I think it does a little bit. It downgrades a guy like Altuve a little bit. Um, 
Correa and Seager both walk a decent amount, so I think it it doesn't downgrade them, and it could be enough to push them. But if Turner can steal 50 or 60 bases, that that goes a long way for making up for it, especially if he's a 300 batting average guy. All right, we are on to the ninth pick of round two. Actually, let me just tell you all what happened. We had a, a, an auto pick of Edwin Encarnacion, and Frank, who made the pick, he said, no, no, are we going to have another auto pick? Chris Sale is the next auto pick. Man, come on, guys. You got to step up your game here. Um, so Frank said, no, he didn't want him. And so I backed out the pick. And instead of Encarnacion, he took Freddie Freeman with the 20th overall pick. Are you guys, are your heads spinning right now? Yeah, I don't want to take Freddie Freeman in the third round. So I'm not excited about taking him in the second. Folks like Freddie Freeman. Go get your Edwin Encarnacion now, Chris. And you don't have to feel bad about passing on Goldschmidt. Yeah, that's probably the way I need to go. The, I mean, the reason I feel bad about Goldschmidt is the on-base percentage. Encarnacion, uh, not a huge on-base guy, but yeah. All right, so Chris just took Altuve and Encarnacion with his first two picks. That puts TJ on the clock. And TJ, who has a funny team name that I can't say because it's inappropriate, has not gotten back to me. So, Why can't you say it? You think? No, nah. I mean, he's a basketball player. Yeah, but it's inappropriate. Mm. So I think I'm going to be drafting for TJ. It looks like I now have the second overall pick, and I took bets in the first round. Wow. Yeah. Funny how that works out, huh? Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'm sorry you, your plan was foiled. I'm going to take Daniel Murphy here and probably grab a – I was going to say grab a pitcher with my next pick, but I'm looking at A.J. Pollock. He's in my queue. I need some steel. Well, no, I have bets. So um, bets and Daniel Murphy for me to start things off. Uh We've got the Mike Trout owner, Ryan, with the next two picks here. Is, is A.J. Pollock the only player in your queue? Well, yeah, but that's because I wasn't expecting to draft. But let's see some other guys I'd consider here early in the third round. I have Betts, and Chris, you can talk this out too. I have Betts, and I have Murphy. You have Encarnacion and Altuve. So Pollock would make sense for you. You already you don't have an outfielder and could use – I mean, we could always use steals, right? Even though we both have a steals guy in the first round. Francisco Lindor goes with the last pick of round two. We got Dozier and Cano on the board. Um, we got Springer, who has three steals this spring, by the way. Interesting. Braun, Cruz, Starling Marte. Ooh. See, if I take Marte here and I get Betts and Marte with my two outfielders, I'm, I'm done. I don't need it. an outfielder for a while, and I'm good with steals. So that's yeah, that's not a bad outcome thing. there. But Marte is is probably much worse in an OBP league, right? Because he doesn't walk. Yeah, he actually. I want to say he's probably a better uh, OBP guy than his walk rate would lead you to believe, because he's routinely among the league leaders in hit by pitch. I um, I do think we're getting just a little bit 2016 Scott White with the OB port P portion of this league. Well, it's still just one category. Sure, but when I was what I was saying earlier in talking about Goldschmidt versus Betts and Altuve is he's a power speed guy as well, and he should have a significant edge in on base percentage. Guess who's back, everybody? <laughs> TJ joins the draft. I'm sitting there getting ready to make a pick. Nobody wants me in this draft. He took Noah Syndergaard. Oh, you can you can draft for uh for Frank. He's uh, been autoed. Or Portella. Yeah, I don't know. No, we'll we'll, we'll give everybody a chance. Um, all right, so let's recap the last three picks. After I took Daniel Murphy, how about this turn from Ryan, who has Mike Trout 
with the first pick, he went Francisco Lindor and Robinson Cano. Some really good outfielders out there, some really good starting pitchers. And I, I also am going to make a comment about starting pitchers. Chris just took George Springer uh, over A.J. Pollock. That put me in a really tough situation. I have Springer ranked ahead of Pollock. Um, and Springer actually started walking a ton last season, especially once he got moved into the leadoff spot. Uh, finished with a career-high 80 walks last season. I know he's going to say, I think you guys are over, But on-base percentage is still going to matter, and this is a situation where I think Springer's more valuable in this format <laughs> as a result. All right. Uh, I want to get another team to pick for, Adam. Make a, make a pick. Jeez. Oh, okay, let's restart the clock here on Freaky Zeke's team. Who does Freaky have on his team? Got a, I don't know. He's got Nolan Arenado and Chris Sale, so let's just give him AJ Pollock. Um, this is something I was gonna say. So I had the, right, I thought I had the second overall pick, and I took Betts, and then I took uh, Daniel Murphy in a points league, in a head-to-head points league with that third pick. I probably would have taken Corey Kluber. I think I would have gone pitcher there. It turns out that TJ joined the draft and took Noah Syndergaard. And I, uh, I think in a categories league though, when you're starting to see at this point, Marte, Pollock come off the board, could be more steals guys that are off the board by the time you make your next pick in the fourth round. I'm gonna skip the, the pitcher here, wait it out till the fourth or the fifth round to grab a, a, you know, a pretty good starting pitcher is gonna be there. Could be a DeGrom, could be Darvish, could be, could be Strasburg, whatever. And I'm going to focus more on getting the hitting categories, getting the steals, getting the on-base percentage, something like that. That's a little more scarce. Uh, I, I feel like you guys agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I will probably take a pitcher in the fourth round just because of where I'm positioned, but I could even see waiting until the fifth in this format. I am really – like I like the fact that I started off with Donaldson and Correa, but that kind of leaves me in a pretty big hole as far as stolen bases go. All right, yeah, and Marte's off the board. So the that was so, what I was hoping was going to save me. The third third round is this: Cano, Syndergaard, Springer, AJ Pollock, Bogarts, who would you know would not be surprising if he still stole twenty bases. He says he wants to steal twenty bases this year. He's got speed. Uh, Corey Kluber, Starling Marte, Heath is actually on deck, and Mike is picking now. Mike has Manny Machado and Madison Bumgarner. So let's see what Mike does. He takes Brian Dozier. So this is another owner that does not have steals. Heath is on the clock with Donaldson and Correa. You've got Braun on the board. He can steal some bags. you got Nelson Cruz, Stanton, Cespedes. I mean, I know you're not high on him. I, you kind of hate him, but Jonathan VR wouldn't be a bad pick here. Yeah, I'm not taking John. He walks here. a ton, but he's already got he's already got a third baseman and a shortstop. Okay, I'm. You know, I just said that I wasn't gonna take a pitcher until the fourth round, but after that run on everybody in my queue, I'm gonna take Jake Arrieta. Okay, why? Uh, just curious, why Arrieta over Lester or Cueto? Uh, I don't believe that Arrieta just lost his ability to throw strikes. In the second half last year, I believe he has more upside than those two. And I think if you look at the peripherals, it looks like Lester. All of the Cubs pitchers have a little bit of regression coming. I feel like Lester has as much as anybody. Heath, how do you feel about the fact that you don't have an outfielder yet? This is so weird. Like, I was getting ready to take Brian Dozier, too, so I wasn't going to have an outfielder here. 
I, this is not my typical strategy, but it's just the way, I guess it's another example of I don't have a set strategy going into the draft. And in this particular instance, the outfielders are going slightly earlier than I think they should. I would guess that's going to change very quickly. All right, the next two picks after Arietta were you, Darvish, and Matt Carpenter, and now Ryan Braun with the last pick of round three. Uh, through three rounds, Kershaw, Bumgarner, Scherzer, Sale, Kluber. That's five plus Arietta, Cindergard, and Darvish. Eight pitchers are off the board. And now Lester is the first pick of round four. Nine pitchers are off the board. Uh, Chris does not have one of them, which is not a surprise. By the way, everybody's in the draft room. Everybody's drafting, I believe, so that's good. Giancarlo Stanton comes off the board. Uh, the, this is where, this is where we see that group of outfielders. The Braun, Stanton. I just, I guys don't really understand why Nelson Cruz goes after Braun and Stanton. I would take him ahead of them. Uh, Stageism. That's really all it is. Well, what would you do? It's the, the risk of drafting a 37 year old. Jonathan VR goes, and now Heath is on the, on the clock. With Donaldson, Correa, and Arietta, is there a steals guy out there right now? No, I'm not going to take one right now. There's some steals guys that I will take later in the draft. That's something I'm going to have to just dedicate a couple of roster spots to. I don't really love, but it's the way this draft has gone. I do have Braun and Stanton ahead of Nelson Cruz, but I'm very happy to take him here in the fourth round. Okay. So you guys think those three are all pretty similar? Braun, Cruz, Stanton? Yes, and it is ageism, because if you just look at what they've done the last two years, they're not very similar. Nelson right. Cruz is much better than the other two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I have, uh, I have Cespedes and McCutcheon right around that tier. You gotta, you gotta be worried about McCutcheon. Like, he looks terrible. I don't know. He's had, he's had a couple of good games. No, he, he hits singles. He, he would have been a better MVP choice than Marcus Stroman. No, he yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, I'm have. not that, I, I'm not that worried about it. I, okay. I just, I still don't buy that he's just done at 30. And if you're really that worried about Andrew McCutcheon after this eight game sample size, then you better be moving Eric Cosmer way up your rankings. You could have taken Gregory, no. You could have taken Gregory Polanco, by the way. I know that would have seemed a little early in round four. You took Cruz. But I think now that Cruz is off the board, there's no JD Martinez now, there's no Ian Desmond. Cespedes is a logical next outfielder to go. Uh, by the way, the next few picks have been Jose Abreu, pretty early for him. Jacob deGrom and Johnny Cueto. Um, Polanco is going to go earlier in, in this Roto or categories How, um, format. Yeah, I've got Cargo as my number one outfielder right now. But you need steals. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you go away from your rankings to get the category? I'm not going to start reaching for steals yet. All right. Now, now let's Adam, talk do about. Do you have the numbers available showing how much better Polanco was than McCutcheon last year? I can. Yeah. We we've discussed this. Okay. Basically, Gregory Polanco's career year was a little bit better than Andrew McCutcheon's terrible year. And I get that Polanco's on the on the it's upswing. Not, it's not his career showed year. Showed the breakout in the first half. Um. I I yeah. I'm just I'm not convinced that Polanco's just already better than McCutcheon. That's fine. Uh, I won't, I won't argue it. I think people know where we stand on that. Jacob deGrom, Johnny Cueto, Steven Strasburg, people taking their, uh, their starting pitchers. Uh, what'd you think? Heath, uh, Chris is on the clock. He's on deck. Let me ask you, what'd you think of Jose Abreu? And then I've got some advice for people in this format that it's something I did yesterday that you should do today. Or you are you do... going to make your pick? Oh, this is me? Crap. I you have four I'm seconds. Picking for him. All right then. Uh, what do you think of Jose Abreu going in the middle I of the fourth round? I think it's way too early. 
not necessarily because like there's four first basemen there between Abreu, Will Myers, Chris Davis, Carlos Santana, and I I think you could craft an intelligent argument that says Abreu is going to be the best of them. It's not what I believe, but I just don't know why in the fourth round you would take Abreu when Will Myers, Chris Davis, and Carlos Santana are going to be available later in the draft. I don't think you can craft an intelligent argument that says he's going to be a lot better than all three of them. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to pick here. Really in a tough spot. I, You know what? Forget it. I'm taking Polanco. Uh, yeah, so this gives uh, this gives Freaky Zeke, Arenado, Pollock, Polanco, and Chris Sale. Filling up, filling up that outfield early. I'm going to make my pick, but we do have to talk about a very interesting strategy that's developing with one of our pickers. Okay. And Dorn's Dingers. Who? Has zero hitters. Ooh, I didn't notice that. He has that. Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber, and Johnny Cueto. God, I hate this strategy. I don't hate it. I, hate I don't. It. I've I, been thinking about doing a mock draft like that just to see what happens, like just kind of inverting my starting pitch, my pitching and hitting strategies. Anytime uh, you can go against everything that Chris Towers believes in, I'm kind of for it. Yeah, it's not a bad bet. Trevor Story. So Chris took Story in the fourth round. Interesting. I think that's a perfectly fine spot for him to go. I think he's being overdrafted overall, but that's because I think he's in the 30s. He's 35 overall. I think 45 where I took him is perfectly fine. 46. Well, I would hope that you think it's fine. You could have taken Gene Segura. Would you have taken Segura if you didn't have Altuve and Springer? We don't know how many. Springer has three steals in the spring. I think it's pretty encouraging. Uh, we don't know how many steals he's going to get, but if you needed steals, would you have taken Segura over Story? No, I just I I, I still I don't know. I I I think Gene Segura is probably more of like a two eighty twelve homer guy, and that just that feels like a reach for just okay stolen base potential. All right, this is the strategy that uh, I, w- I want people to to do in this type of league as uh, we have after story, we have Carlos Gonzalez and Justin Verlander to finish round four and round five begins with Kyle Seeger and Gary Sanchez. I, First I, catcher off the board, right? Oh yeah. Wow. How about that? Oh, I got to put, yeah, I think, I think Posey and Lucroy need to go right now. Oh, you took McCutcheon. You took McCutcheon over Cespedes. Is Cespedes still available? <laughs> I have him one spot ahead of Cespedes. So yeah, I think I have him one spot ahead of Cespedes too. Well, what about in a batting average? Because I can see McCutcheon being better in an OBP league, but uh, which this is. Would you have taken Cespedes over McCutcheon in an in a batting average league? I have not McCutcheon ranked ahead of Cespedes in both. Um, Cespedes doesn't exactly have a super long track record of hitting for batting average. He's been in the 280 range over the last couple years. But. Well, I guess it was more that McCutcheon is probably more valuable in OBP than than McCutcheon is in in batting average. That this would be a stronger format for him with his walks potential. Yes, I'm not sure it's a stronger format. I think it's a strong format, but I don't buy that McCutcheon's lost his ability to hit for batting average either. He was a consistent 300 hitter for nearly a decade. So what I was going to say was this. Put 
when you get to the point of like round four, if you've missed out on your steals, guys, if the core of your team is like a pitcher and two hitters and and they just don't steal bases, you need to start putting guys in your queue. You need to put Gene Segura in your queue. You need to put D Gordon in your queue. You need to put Will Myers in your queue. Uh, you need to put, uh, let's see, Billy Hamilton in your queue. You need to put Jose Ramirez in your queue, even though you're not going to take him for a little while. And you, you can't let this group run out or you're just going to be especially in a in a league with shallower rosters where a guy like Gerard Dyson if he steals a bunch of bases but doesn't give you anything else that's okay in a five outfielder league in a three outfielder league it's a, it's a little bit more dicey D Gordon and Will Myers were by the way the last two picks uh so so far round 5 is Seager Gary Sanchez Andrew McCutcheon to Chris Buster Posey to the team I've inherited Chris Archer Will Myers and D Gordon Chris, I'm going to let Heath think about his next pick. He's on deck. I don't know how I feel about Kyle Seager this year. I've always liked Kyle Seager as like a seventh or eighth round pick because he's always he's the same hitter every year. And he's very consistent. Seeing him go in the fifth round feels a little early to me. What do you think about that with Seager? Yeah, it depends on how much you buy his, his improvements from last year. And he did um, take a step forward. He was actually just like a model of consistency every year before last year, but he cut his strikeout rate. You know, the the batting average was 278, which is a career high. In the prime of his career, I think you can expect him to sustain some of that improvement. And if he's a 30-homer guy with 100 RBI and 90 runs, yeah, he's probably probably worth taking there. It's just... It is an outlier for his career. It's just not a big enough one that I'm skeptical of it, especially because he got really unlucky early in the season, and I think from May on was one of the best hitters in baseball. Well, okay. But I, I want to see – so the owner that took him was Ryan. I want to see – he had the, he has the first overall pick, so he had the first pick of round five. He's not drafting again for 24 more picks. Uh, by the way, the catchers all come off the board. Those top three catchers all off the board in round five. Sanchez one, Posey two, and Lucroy three. I'll catch everybody up on round five. Uh, I want to see which third basemen are available for Ryan. I imagine Bregman's going to get drafted before that. I imagine uh, Beltre probably going to get drafted before that. One of the best players on the board right now. First, we still have Gene Segura and Rugnet Odor. And we have... Good second baseman. We have Hanley Ramirez and Carlos Santana. Might be a little early for them. But we do have Beltre and Bregman. At shortstop, Segura is clearly the best. Uh, by the way, did Aledmus Diaz go before? Yeah, he did. He went before Gene Segura. Now Gene Segura is off the board. All right, let's talk about round, uh, round five. And you can give me your thoughts. Round five was Seager, Sanchez, McCutcheon, Posey, Archer, Myers, D. Gordon, Christian Yelich, Chris Davis with a C, Cyrus Davis, the Heath, Jonathan Lucroy, Aledmus Diaz, and Cole Hamels. Kind of an interesting round. Diaz is probably the one that stands out to me. Um, I would guess we all have him in the 60-ish range, like late 60s, though. I think I'm actually the low guy on, especially in this format. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be better in points, and I, I believe I have him near 80, which okay. is still like 40 spots higher than his ADP. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one where we all really like Aledmus Diaz at the value you can typically get him, but this was probably a little bit of a reach. Now, I want to look at the team that drafted D. Gordon. 
Because if you draft E. Gordon, you probably shouldn't have. If you draft him in the, what was that, the fifth round? Well, you guys tell me. So he's got, he had Chris Bryant, Corey Seager. It's a great start. Starling Marte and Jacob deGrom. And then Seth took D. Gordon. Did he need to take a steals? Is D. Gordon just a steal specialist or is he going to have just like a really good year and be fine there? I think he definitely has the potential to have a very good year. Not, uh, what, 330 like he hit in 2015, but I don't buy that he's a 260-ish hitter either. I think he probably settles in as a 290 guy. But the OBP uh, is not probably gonna, steals sixty plus bases. The OBP is not going to be great for Gordon, right? No, I would expect he's going to score a bunch of runs too. My point yeah, is, yeah, that was the thing. Is last year he actually scored runs at about a hundred run clip. The Marlins should have a good enough lineup, um, and that was with him having a bad year. My point is, though, you already have Starling Marte. Do you take D Gordon there? Yeah, it, it was it was a reach, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's in. He doesn't have to worry about steals again the rest of the draft. That's true. That's a nice little luxury. Um, okay, now look, round six is interesting because Billy Hamilton's off the board to Heath Cummings, but round six, Gene Segura, David Price, okay, Kenley Jansen, first closer off the board, and Heath Cummings took Billy Hamilton, then Carlos Martinez, Kyle Hendricks, and Rugnet Odor. That's a, that's a nice value. I took Odor in the fourth round a couple days ago. He goes in the he, middle of the He deserves sixth. to fall on an OBP league. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. I He'll only have OBP. about 15 to 20 more walks than me <laughs> this season. Yo, and uh, a Finally he went. Jeez. Yeah, great pick there in round six. I think I'm on the clock here. Um, Chris, or Heath, why don't you talk about why you took Billy Hamilton in this spot in round six? Well, because my other four hitters are Chris Davis, Josh Donaldson, Carlos Correa, and Nelson Cruz. I have plenty of dongs there. I was just completely devoid of steals. I don't necessarily like Hamilton quite that early, especially over Jose Bautista or Adam Jones. But if you're going to do it, this is the type of team you do it on. Uh Can I give you another reason why? Why? Because I was going to take him if you hadn't. Oh, I've, Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You you give him I've in taken, most of our drafts. I've taken Billy Hamilton in most of our drafts. Yeah, it is really freeing to be here in these middle round picks and to not need steals. Like the team I just drafted for AJ Pollock and Gregory Polanco, I don't need steals. I took Carlos Carrasco as a second pitcher to pair with Chris Sale, and I don't know how many great hit like Cespedes was a really good value there. I don't know how many great hitters we have on the board right now. We've got oh Alex Bregman, man. Maybe I should have taken him. No, I already have Arenado. Bregman, Trumbo, Frazier, Kinsler, Adam Jones, Hanley, Jose Bautista, and then the injured guys, J.D. Martinez. Like, we've kind of reached a drop-off at hitter. Uh, not everybody, but generally speaking. So, pitchers. Great value of pitchers right now into round six. First of all, almost all of the closers are on the board. Secondly, we have Granke. We have Tanaka. We have Duffy. Uh, Garrett Cole. Quintana. Chris, you still worried about Danny Duffy? I'm, I, I've never said I'm worried. I said I'm monitoring. Okay. You have downgraded him. No. Oh, okay. Alright, by the way, the, uh, the owner who took Kyle Seeger with the first pick of round five could have taken Alex Bregman if he wanted to. He just took JD Martinez. Let's, let's recap round six. That was the last pick of round six. Uh, round six was Segura, Price, Kenley Jansen, 
Hamilton, Billy Hamilton, Carlos Martinez, opening day starter for the Cardinals. Kyle Hendricks, Rugnet Odor, Yoannis Cespedes, Carlos Carrasco, Adrian Beltre to Chris, Rick Porcello, and J.D. Martinez. Scott White would not be happy about that J.D. Martinez pick. <laughs> Why? I think it's fine there. I think that's that's enough of a downgrade. Um, I had him as the 40th overall player in this format before the injury. There's no guarantee the injury is going to keep him out to start the season yet. Um, so I think a three-round downgrade's fine. First pick of round seven is a roll this Chapman. Now, how are you going to approach closer in a league like this? You need five starting pitchers and two relievers. Well, I, uh, with the way that you have artificially downgraded all closers, I am going to wait until probably five or six or seven, maybe eight of them have been taken, and then I'm going to take two of them. I would guess with my ninth and tenth round picks. Okay. And uh, we have Kyle Schwarber off the board. Chris takes Jose Bautista. I don't know. My offense is hilariously stacked, which makes sense. I haven't picked a pitcher yet, but you haven't picked a pitcher. Pretty ridiculous. How do you guys feel about Zach Greinke now? Um, pretty much okay. I think he's going for enough of a discount based on last year's struggles that I am and his spring struggles. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much okay with where he's going. Okay. I'm going to take Hanley Ramirez for this team. Needs a first baseman. There are only two first basemen left that I feel comfortable with as my starter, and that would be Hanley Ramirez and Carlos Santana. If I didn't take Hanley there with the fourth pick of round seven, there's no guarantee that I get Hanley or Santana in round eight. So I think seventh round feels a little early to me for Hanley Ramirez. I think Chris probably disagrees. Uh, yeah, but, I definitely disagree. Yeah, I think it's too early. Yeah, but you know what? You you don't want to be left out completely at the position. I don't want Hosmer or Pujols or Napoli or ooh Greg Bird. Greg Bird two homers yesterday, guys. What do you think? I uh, I wrote about him. It it's weird because it it's such an outlier from his minor league career. The power that he's shown uh, both this spring and in his first stint with the Yankees, but he played in pretty much bad power environments. Every single season in his minor leagues. I was actually reading that on Fangraphs today. And um, he's got a swing and an approach at the plate that's tailor-made for Yankee Stadium. He hits a ton of fly balls, even going back to the minors. He's always been someone who hits about twice as many fly balls as ground balls. And he's a, a pretty heavy pull hitter as well. Okay. Yeah, Greg Bird. I mean, it's exciting just at least to know that he's healthy. Yes. Let's look at I that. I think he's... Probably moved up to what the twelfth round range? Is that where he went yesterday? That was in the Roto League that we did. Yeah. I mean, is he going to be better than Eric Hosmer? Is Greg Bird going to be better than Hosmer? You know, I was looking at some Eric Hosmer numbers yesterday. He's one of the guys that really needs to buy into this uh, this swing for the for the sky uh, approach because he hits the ball hard. There's no question that when he makes contact. He is one of the best hitters in baseball. It's just he hits the ball really hard right into the ground, right at infielders who are waiting for it. And he's got a 50 plus percent ground ball rate. If he could just get that, if he could get the fly ball rate to 40 percent, Eric Hosmer could absolutely be a star. And I think Hosmer can be a valuable fantasy player. I'll recap round seven in a bit. 
if he just goes back to what he's been in the past, like last year was was the home run year for him, right? Hosmer hit 25, a career high, but but if he's a 300 hitter with 18 home runs and you get him in like the 14th round, he's going to help your batting average so much. He'll drive in some runs. You know, he could drive in 90 runs. Like look look what he look what Hosmer did in 2015. He batted 297 with 18 home runs and 93 RBIs. Seven steals, and he he actually did just fine. That was fantasy. It wasn't a much better Royals lineup than this year. Yes, but still, I mean, I don't I don't know why. Um, Alex Gordon was better. They had Ben Zobrist. Let me. I. I that's well. Let, they had Zobrist for like a month and a half. Let me get okay. back. Let's get back to the draft. We don't want to veer off into that. Lorenzo Cain had a career year. All right, round seven is in the books. Aroldis Chapman, Kyle Schwarber, Jose Bautista, Hanley Ramirez, Alex Bregman, Anthony Rendon, uh, Mark Trumbo. I like Trumbo in round seven. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. I, I could not figure out why he was still there, and I was getting ready to take him. I think he probably should have gone around earlier. Garrett Cole, uh, Evan Gaddis to Heath to play catcher. Zach Britton, Masahiro Tanaka, Jose Quintana. Ian Kinsler is the first pick of round eight. How about the second pick of round eight, James Paxton? And is Granky still on? Is James Paxton going ahead of Granky, going ahead Chuck of Keiko? I was going to take Paxton if he made it back to me. Ahead of Granky? Yeah, probably. Wow, he takes Salazar. So Granky's still on the board. Interesting. No, there's some good starting pitcher options left. And... With Trumbo gone, we are we still have Chris Davis on the board with a K. We have Matt Kemp, we Lots have Adam Jones. Yeah, a lot of Ks. Um we still have some pop. Sano. Got Michael Franco. You you have these three third base oh Todd Frazier still there, Evan Longoria. So we still have some home run power, uh, as we are in round eight. Round eight looks like this so far. Kinsler, Paxton, Carlos Santana. Danny Salazar, and here is Andrew Benintendi off the board with the fifth pick of round eight, 89th overall, three outfielder league, OBP league. What do you think about Benintendi in this categories league in, in round eight? I think he will probably walk a decent amount and hit for a high batting average. I think he's... Uh, this is probably not his best format, though. I I think if he plays to my expectations, he's going to be equally great in pretty much every possible format. I love his plate discipline. Um, I think he's going to hit for a high batting average. I think he could be very valuable in both on-base percentage and batting average formats. All right. Our next pick was Zach Greinke, by the way. And here's the team, Dorn's Dingers, the team that drafted all of those pitchers. So let's take a look at what Dorn's Dingers is going to do. He has three hitters. Now he has four. Will Myers, Rudnett Odor, Anthony Rendon. Not bad. Chris Davis with a K is his first outfielder. His pitchers were Kershaw, Scherzer, Kluber, and Cueto. Um, interesting. So, going with starting pitchers with your first four picks. Kershaw, Scherzer, Cueto, Kluber. Or Kluber, Cueto, whatever. And your first four hitters are Will Myers, Rudnett Odor, Anthony Rendon, and Chris Davis. There's some power speed there for sure. What do you think? Yeah. There's a lot of risk in his team. Uh, in his hitters, at least, you know, there's, I don't think it's a particularly good chance, but there is a chance that Chris Davis's plate discipline just completely fails him and he falls off a cliff. There's a lesser chance of that with Rugnet Odor. There's a chance of that with Will Myers. 
Um, it's certainly not a safe group of offensive players. And, and this is why I don't like going hit pitcher heavy is that pitchers carry an inherent amount of risk. And then you have to start doubling down on that risk with risky hitters on the flip side. There is ginormous upside potential with his squad. Yeah. There's really no doubt he should have the best pitching in the league. And then if Odor just improves a little bit, like most people would guess that he might, Chris Davis is Chris Davis. He's got, he's got the power speed covered. Right. That's the thing. I think, I think he picked smart hitters, right? So again, he picked Will Myers, Rugnet Odor, Chris Davis with a K. And who was the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, Anthony Rendon. So he's got yeah, he, three guys who will give him some power and some speed. And Chris Davis with a K who's just gonna, who could hit 40 home runs. Uh, well, so. you gotta talk about Chris Towers' recent pick. Chris How's Towers' that? recent pick was what? Danny Duffy? Danny Duffy. First yeah. pitcher? Yeah, that's my first pitcher. I took him at 94 overall, I think that's perfectly fine. He's the ace of your staff. So far, yeah. He's a relief pitcher also. Yeah, that doesn't really help you so much in a category league. Sure it does. No, it doesn't. Only if you want it's to. A head to it's, it's a head-to-head categories league. I'm fine punting saves. All right. Well, then that's a, that's not a bad idea. Um, you're on the clock again, we, by the way. Let, we've let me... said it a bunch of times. I think that's a perfectly fine strategy. Let's recap and round eight. Keith, you can guess who I'm going to take now. Kinsler. Kinsler. Hold on, guys. Kinsler, Paxton, Carlos Santana, Danny Salazar, Andrew Benintendi, Granky, Chris Davis with a K, Matt Kemp, Dallas Keuchel to me, Danny Duffy to Chris, Michael Brantley, Todd Frazier. Um, Michael Brantley and Todd Frazier are the last two picks of round eight. What do you think of Michael Brantley, 95th overall? We're getting too excited about Michael Brantley. Are we? I mean, he's going up two rounds every draft. Yeah. <laughs> would you have taken, I think Adam Jones, you know, you could take him ahead. I think sense. I would have taken Jones. I would have taken Upton. I would have taken Kane. I would have taken Herrera. All right. Would you have taken Jose Ramirez? No. All right. I'm about to make, <sighs> I'm about to make a big time pick here that deserves to be talked about. So let's pay attention to me. The first three picks of round nine are Kenta Maeda, Wade Davis, and Chris's second pick, Lance McCullers. I guess when you see Wade Davis go up the board, like you got to start paying attention to the closers. But uh here we go. I'm on the clock with this team. Where's this stupid team? Uh This would be Buster Posey, Hanley Ramirez, Nolan Arenado, A.J. Pollock, Gregory Polanco, Chris Sale, Carlos Carrasco, and Dallas Keuchel. I need a shortstop. It's Jose Peraza time. Wow. Ninth pick, ninth round, fourth pick, 100th overall, Jose Peraza. Uh, you know something I've thought about is just like taking Peraza and Billy Hamilton and not worrying about stolen bases at all. Well, yeah. well look, I mean. Probably not worried about on base percentage at all either. I you bet you, it? you know what? This will be a good test because this is exactly what happened to me the last time we did this head to head categories mock on, on the air. I was sitting there in like round nine, I think, maybe round eight, maybe round nine, thinking, do I take Eduardo Nunez or Jose Peraza now? I didn't take either of them because it felt like a reach, and they were both gone by the time we got to my next pick. So I'm going to guess Eduardo Nunez comes off the board by the time I'm up again, which would be, I don't know, like 18 picks, six, 17 picks or so from 
when I just selected Peraza. Uh, Melanson off the board. Steven Piscotty off the board. We don't talk much about Steven Piscotty. What do you expect from him? This is the uh, pitching-heavy team just took Steven Piscotty. He goes uh, 102nd overall. I don't know why we don't talk more about Steven Piscotty. Um, I guess it's just because he's so he's just solid. Yeah, I think that's what it, he, he there's there's a little bit of boringness to him. Like last year, he just kind of had a perfectly decent season across the board, but and he doesn't excel in any one area. He's still just got 900 career plate appearances, so yeah. I don't think there's any reason to think we've seen everything he's got. And but he's not for a majority. He's not young. For a majority of his minor league career, he was a guy that struck out 10, 11, 12 percent of the time. If we get that type of improved plate appearance, plate appearance, discipline. no discipline. discipline. I I don't know that he couldn't turn it turn into like a Michael Brantley type season. Well. The, the stolen bases will never be there. Probably not. So Piscotty, I, I, I look at him and with the potential for an improved strikeout rate, I think he could be like post peak, peak Adrian Beltre, if that makes sense. Like the Red Sox Rangers years, low strikeout rate, decent above average power, good run production in a strong lineup. So th- that's his upside, I think. Uh, we're having a closer run here. We've missed a lot of picks. So let me recap. What's gone on is we are into round 10. Here's round 9 of this head-to-head categories league. It's Kenta Maeda, Wade Davis, Lance McCullers, Jose Peraza, Mark Melanson, Stephen Piscotti, Stephen Matz, Jay Reese Familia, Craig Kimbrell to Heath. Heath said he's going to try to take two, so I'm get, you're on deck, Heath. You might try to take another one here. Um, Adam Jones, who's just – his on-base percentage is so bad, but it's about time to take him 106th yeah. overall. Senwan O and Evan Longoria. Now we go to round 10. Edwin Diaz, Ken Giles, closer run. Aaron Sanchez is the next pick, 111th overall. And here comes Heath. Yeah, when I took Kimbrel, I thought, man, there's so many closers left. I might not take two here. But now there's really only two or three left in this tier that I want to get one from. Just take Calvin so Herrera, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Roberto Osuna. What? Instead of Calvin Herrera? Yeah, I've got Osuna ranked higher. Oh, okay. I just didn't want, you know, I thought that, I hope that wasn't like Scott White bullying Listen, he you. He wears blue. Not taking, <laughs> he wears blue. All Scott, right. Listen, Scott and I worked out our differences yesterday after the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I showed, I, I had to uh, show him the Fantasy Pros rankings where he was higher on all the Braves than the industry consensus. Is it true? Yes, except for he's uh, lower on Ender and Ciarte. Okay. Calvin Herrera off the board. I'm higher on the three main Marlins than the industry consensus, I think. I think I'm going to move D. Gordon down a little bit. I, don't, I really don't think I'm higher on the Yankees than – except for Didi. You were just saying that Greg Bird was going to be better than Eric Hosmer. I asked if Greg Bird was going to be better than Eric Hosmer. I think Hosmer. that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, he is the star of spring training, by the way. Uh, Jose Ramirez goes off the board. Now, that's the team. Dong's Dingers. That's the team. Dorn's Dingers, excuse me. I made that more inappropriate than it had to be. That's the team it's that... A, it's a reference to a movie, Adam. Roger Dorn? Yes. Did I tell you about when I made uh, my fiance watch Major League with me? Did she not like it? 
No, she liked it, but it, it was the fir- it was the the day before the uh, first spring training game, and I said, you know what? I'm watching Major League. Oh, damn it! Alex Colomay went, so I guess I'm taking Cody Allen here, who I don't like taking that much. But um, so day before spring training, I'm I'm watching Major League, so I make her watch it with me. She's enjoying it enough. Jake Taylor calls his shot. And you know he's about to square around a bunt. Willie Mays Hayes leads off from second base. The drama's picking up. The music comes in. The crowd goes nuts. Lou Brown is smiling. I look over. Allie is sound asleep. She has. Yeah, that happens <laughs> with my wife every time we watch <laughs> she, any movie. Yeah, Even we wait. I waited too late at night to start the movie. She completely fell asleep right before the climax of the movie. Unbelievable. Actually, speaking of, you know what TV show I'm excited for? What's that? Don't know what it's called, but it's the one where Hank Azaria plays like a like a baseball announcer. Oh yeah, who like gets drunk. That looks fantastic. All right. I'm on board. All right, I saw a preview for it. Let's uh, let's talk about this draft here. Round ten looked like this. As you see, these closers go off the board: Diaz, Giles, Aaron Sanchez, Ozuna, to Heath, Justin Turner. Justin Turner, man, like 113th overall, good, bad, great, terrible, normal. What do you think? Value. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Calvin Herrera, Jose Ramirez, Alex Colome, Cody Allen, Eduardo Nunez, right after my pick, so I guess I could have gotten Nunez, but I'd rather have I need stolen bases. Eric Hosmer and Ian Desmond. I'm just going to say there's no chance I would have gotten Jose Peraza, uh, 117th overall. No way. Everybody was focused on closers. Shut up, Chris. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Chris is on the clock. Look, you're just lucky I let you back in this draft. (laughs) Wilson Contreras, Felix Hernandez. Let's look at Chris Towers' team. Uh, Wilson Contreras and and Felix were the last two picks. Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Altuve, Adrian Beltre, Trevor Story. Woo, nice. Springer, McCutcheon, Bautista. Nice. Eduardo Nunez at his utility. Wow. And two pitchers. Three pitchers. Uh, three now. pitchers. Lance McCullers, Danny Duffy, and Rich Hill. You got some, you got some strikeout potential. potential. Not bad. Oh, I'm up. How about that? So, uh, we've, we're done with that elite tier of closers. What does my team need, guys? I don't even know the, my team name. That's why I'm having so much trouble. Freaky Zeke. Um, I need a third outfielder. You need a second baseman. And, uh, you need some pitching. Okay, so let's take care of that right now. Second base. You use some power. DJ You've got a lot of stolen bases. Could use some power, you say, eh? Alright, then let's look at outfield. That's where we get power. I've only really got one guy I would say is a good bet to hit more than 25 home runs. Miguel Sano. He hits for power. He walks. Yeah, he does walk. Might have like a 320 on base percentage. Your team is currently tied for next to last in home runs. That's good to know. Miguel Sano, you're on my team. Not exactly the pick I wanted to make there, but, you know. All right, this will be our last round. This is round 11. We'll recap our teams. We've had uh, Felix Wilson Contreras, Felix Hernandez, Rich Hill, and Miguel Sano. Who do you think will have a better year, Rich Hill or Kenta Maeda? Uh, in total fantasy points, I would say Maeda. Yeah, I think Maeda has a better chance to be better. Rich Hill has a 
better chance to be a lot better, if that makes sense. I want to say yep. this about Maeda. Before the All-Star break, Maeda was 8-6, and six, 295 ERA. He had 107 strikeouts, only 82 hits allowed in 103 and two-thirds innings, and only 10 home runs allowed. Maeda was awesome. Yeah. And, and then, I, you know, he struggled after the All-Star break, 425 ERA, strikeout per inning, still good. But he was only throwing like five innings in, in a lot of starts during the last two months. I think it was the, really the adjustment of going to pitching every five days instead of every six days. If he, because he was working on getting stronger in the off season, if that pays off and Maeda can go deeper into games, Chris, you've been kind of talking about this for a while. He's got, he's got like borderline ace potential. Yeah, he is actually. Uh, you know, I've been writing about pitchers a lot lately. He's kind of the opposite of someone like Vince Velasquez. Velasquez has an incredible fastball. The results were amazing on it last season, and his breaking pitches were just kind of okay. Uh, Maeda has a couple of his slider is really good. His changeup, I think, is pretty good. And the rest of his arsenal is not very good. But, you know, you can get by with one or two really good pitches and some kind of borderline stuff. The issue for me isn't his talent level. It's like you said, can he get through a full season consistently? Okay. Uh, while pitching at a high level. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we're gonna, we're gonna recap the first 11 rounds now. I'm gonna pause the, the draft here and just going to let everybody know we're going to pick it back up. So we were done 11 picks of this 12 team head to head categories league. And, and let's take a look at some of the most recent picks. And that is after Rich Hill, I took Sano, Julio Tehran, David Robertson, Tony Watson, Marcus Stroman, DJ LeMahieu, Michael Franco, Ben Zobrist. First of all, real quick, uh, Heath, did Marcus Stroman change your mind at all with his, MVP performance in the World Baseball Classic? Did he uh, move up your rankings? Will he? Uh, he moved up my rankings multiple times throughout the night. He <laughs> moved up my rankings when... And people were saying he did this last year. He didn't do it every start last year. He shimmied quite a bit. He added some more shimmies did, last yeah. night. And so Chris and I decided that each time he shimmied, we moved up one spot in our yeah. rankings. I moved him up five spots when he yelled profanities into the opposing team's dugout. <laughs> what about when he when he dropped an F-bomb on Carlos Beltran from the dugout? And then I moved him up an additional ten spots when I saw the picture on Twitter of his dad, who was apparently a bodybuilder. Oh, how about that? <laughs> oh, well, let's look at Chris Towers' team. Chris had the third pick in this draft, and his infield is tremendous. It's Encarnacion, Jose Altuve, Adrian Beltre, Trevor Story. His outfield is also very good. I'm not going to name it in order of, of how he drafted them. I'm going to name it in the order of his best outfielders, Springer, Bautista, McCutcheon. And his utility is Eduardo Nunez, which is a steals guy. So you've got Altuve, and you've got Springer, and you've got Nunez to give you some steals. Hopefully Springer steals more than nine. So where is yeah. Chris Little weak? Well, he waited a while at starting pitcher. He took Lance McCullers as his first, Danny Duffy, or did you take Duffy? Sorry. Duffy was my first. Duffy was his first, Lance McCullers, and Rich Hill. So Chris may or may not have a relief pitcher, depending on what he wants to do with Danny Duffy. How do you feel about your team right now? This is uh this is the plan. This is what's gonna this is how I'm gonna sink or swim this season. If I'm not uh if I'm not right on a couple of these pitchers, I'm gonna look like a big dumb idiot. Uh, the like, problem you? the problem with this is Chris is currently dead last by a huge margin in whip. And next to last in ERA, 
and he has more pitcher spots to fill than everyone else, yeah, and they're going the, to be worse pitchers. Yeah, the, the projections <laughs> are not as high on these pitchers as uh, your boy Chris is. But aren't you could like aren't you uh, concerned about? I hope you don't do this in every league because it's a little risky. You know, it's, a, it's risky. Yeah. All right. I'll it's go to, a it's a high variance strategy, Adam, and I'm playing in a lot of leagues, so I can get away with a high variance strategy. We'll see. Let's go to the team that I was drafting for. I started out drafting for the number two overall pick. He joined the league, so then I went to the number four overall pick, and uh, Buster Posey, fifth round. Fifth round was good for Sanchez Posey and Luke Roy. All the catchers went there. Hanley Ramirez, no second baseman right now, but you know that's a position I'm fine waiting on. There are still uh, Pedroia, Kipnis, Devin Travis left. I'll probably take Kipnis soon. Um, Nolan Arenado, Jose Peraza for the steals, and then the outfield is A.J. Pollock, Gregory Polanco, and Miguel Sano. So, yeah, I did need that power, and hopefully Sano will give it to me without being terrible. If Sano's bad, I'm going to struggle with home runs, no question. Um, Chris Sale, Carlos Carrasco, Dallas Keuchel. Chris Sale, Carrasco, Keuchel, and Cody Allen. So all of my pitchers have uh, a hard k sound in either their first or their last name. That's something I look for when I build the pitching staff. Let's go to Heath's team. Heath had the ninth overall pick. Evan Gaddis, Cyrus Davis, DJ LeMahieu, Josh Donaldson, Carlos Correa. Not bad. Nelson Cruz and Billy Hamilton. Dongs for days. Do you think you have enough speed? Do you think Hamilton uh, is enough? I will be taking either Lorenzo Cain or Odubel Herrera with my next pick. Okay. So that will get me an, an additional 20 to 25 steals. I'm currently projected to second. be second in steals. So, yeah, I, I think after yeah. I take one of those two, I'll be fine. Then it's time to build the pitching staff. Jake Arrieta and Danny Salazar are his starting pitchers, and Craig Kimbrell and Roberto Osuna are his closers, his relievers. Okay, so who are some pitchers you're going to be targeting? I'm going to get the draft started again. Who are some pitchers you're going to be targeting? And it does, you can tell me. It doesn't matter. It's just a mock. Uh, well, I, I would – the problem is, like, the top pitchers in my queue will probably be taken in the next round. And so I, I'm going to hope that maybe one of Aaron Nola, Carlos Rodon, Vince Velasquez make it back to me. I wouldn't mind a, a guy that probably falls too far because he's not very sexy. Eh, maybe he's sexy. I'm not going to determine that. But Tanner Roark, <laughs> he people like the lock. He you can really lock, yeah. help you out in wins. He can really help you out in whip. He can really help you out in the ERA. He's not going to do much for you in the strikeout department, but that's okay. Yeah, he he is someone who definitely doesn't get uh, a lot of love from some of the more sabermetrically minded folk. But the two years that we've seen him as a full time starter, he's more than held his own despite the uh, the mid length strikeout rates. And seems like a really good dude too. And he pitched for Team USA. Exactly. So, but he he a does spot. a very good job of limiting hard contact. All right, guys. Uh, I think uh, I think we can All be right. done. Let's just take one last look at that team that went starting pitcher heavy with Kershaw, Scherzer, Kluber, and Cueto as his first four picks. Uh, he, he did a really nice job with the power-speed combos. Will Myers, Rugnet Odor, Anthony Rendon, Kairis Davis, Jose Ramirez, Steven Piscotti. Wow, I really hate – and David Robertson. I hated the strategy, but now I kind of like it more. I think he did a yeah. good job. Yeah, it's not bad. Well done, Dorn. 
Thank you for listening, everybody. We're back tomorrow with a mailbag, some draft advice for you as we get into a very big weekend. Hope you enjoyed the show. And know the results will not be available online. See you later.